Last week, on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we talked Poldark Season 1, Episode 5. In that episode, Ross began plans to make his own smelting company. We'll see if that works out. Uh, Demelza, she ran into Blamey and wants to reintroduce him to Verity to make a romance connection happen there. And this guy, Mark, uh, fell for a local actress, Karen. They got married. They're not happy. A whole lot is going on. Will Ross, uh, you know, fall off the wagon and get drunk? <laughs> we'll see on this episode of the Lord's Grantham Podcast. And we are back with another episode of Poldar, Corey. <laughs> Shocker. We are on to Season 1, Episode 6 of Poldark. And just when we thought they couldn't su- surprise us again. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I feel like it slowed down this week a little bit. Well, it wasn't quite as fast-paced as we've uh, adjusted ourselves to. Perhaps, but, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there. But they move. It doesn't stand still. <laughs> okay. All right. And, uh... Well, Dave, is there anything going on in the world of Downton and stuff? Have you have you seen anything? Anything happened to you? To me in the world of Downton? No, I don't think so. Um, okay. There's two teasers kind of dropped online. Uh, was it part of uh, Netflix's announcement of new content? I don't even know what that is, but I know that. <laughs> okay. That we did the get Dome two. Day, that's what they called it. Yes. Yeah, so two two teasers for. Shows that we've covered on the show. We got uh, Amelda Staunton sitting behind mm-hmm. uh, Queen Elizabeth's desk doing a little preparation speech. And then we had a, a straight up trailer for season two of Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the important thing about the crowd is she announced it's coming fall of next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, we knew that anyway. Well, yeah, you can assume as much, but uh, just making it official. And yeah, there was the, the minute-long clip of Bridgerton, which I'm trying to stay pure. I don't want to know what's going on with Tony <laughs> for uh, season two. Well, he's all he's got face tattoos in this one. Is that so? No, it's not actually so, but what if it great. was? <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. It's just, you know, more Bridgerton and the crown are coming. Uh, that That's that's the, and that's all. Yeah, um, nothing, nothing new in the world of uh, Downton Abbey, the new... New generation or new era. Uh, I mean, in Atlanta, the Down Abbey exhibit opened this week. If people <laughs> want to go check that out, it is now open in Atlanta. Yeah, go for it and let us know. We're, we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, the one last thing about Netflix, though, is they released actually some rough numbers of the most viewed shows on, on their platform. Okay. And number one was Bridgerton with 82 million people. Okay. Where's our bump? Where's our bump on the list? Where's our What's bump? That? Where's our Bridgerton bump? I mean, we kind of came late to it after the fact. And knowing the way that season two is going to come out, we're going to go show up late to that one too. <laughs> that's just you know that's just how we roll here. We're we're, we're slow going, whereas Pole Dark isn't. No. Uh, well, the reason we we know the reason we're going to be late to Bridgerton season two is uh, this movie called Downton Abbey: The New Era. So it's not. Well, who knows when Bridgerton season two is coming out with the way they keep delaying production and stuff did, on it. Oh so. yeah, maybe they'll keep getting COVID. Maybe we can just send a, a, you know, someone with the with the, a cold in there to keep just pushing things. That, that's not funny, man. Just a cold, nothing serious. <laughs> okay. All right. 
the, the one uh, asterisk you have to put on all these Netflix numbers is they consider a view uh, two minutes of watching a program. So 82 million people we at least watch two minutes of Bridgerton. Doesn't mean that 82 oh, million people our watch numbers would skyrocket today. if you talked about two minutes. <laughs> if we had the, the smallest slice of that pie, <laughs> just uh, a, but no, give we us are a, just a eating smidge of the crust. Here. We don't even need a small slice of the pie. We'll take a crumb. Yeah, we're just having we're just having some humble pie, man. Speaking of humble uh, pie and, and eating crumbs, mm-hmm. should we go to prison? <laughs> uh, uh, you mean in, in the sense of let's talk about Polark? Let's not actually go to prison? Oh, of course, yeah. Dave, have you ever done prison time? No, I have not. Were you Were you in the YMCA? You were, we went to the YMCA when we were four years old. Do you remember us going to the, the town police station? Vaguely. And they put us behind the bars to see how it felt? They put us in the, the, the drunk tank, right? Yeah, well, that and I, th- I thought they closed the the bars on us for a second. I mean, second. that's what the, that's like, the that's what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like well, they yeah. have people do hard time in the local police station. But it's a great way to scare kids straight because ever since then have not been been arrested or anything over here. Nope, clean record. So if you know, anytime we talk about I mean, criminals, I did hit a car, but that was you know a, a ticket. There's no criminal you charges. You didn't get locked up for that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I just told my car is all that happened. Uh, but yes, this episode starts out in a jail cell. No, there are no no children in that jail cell. It is. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked gym. if there was some sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old boys in there. I mean, different time, uh, different era of children. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, different era of children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you, uh, however you want to classify them. Um, the young Jim Carter is in there, and he he wants to get out, man. Yeah, should we just go through his plot? There's really not too much to go through. Yeah, it's and it's kind, kind of, of funny. He looked, the rest of the episode very much relies on his plot. So for sure, he looks so dingy. It's hard to even tell that it's the same actor in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think it was him. I always said, "Why are we doing it in a prison?" I said, "Oh, Jim, it must be about time about for him, him to get out." Yeah, you think about it. It's been like two or three years. It's, it's yeah. about time for him to walk. We have at least uh, at two least babies since he went in there. So did Elizabeth give birth before Demelza was pregnant? Because that would be absolutely just about two years. Then at this point, because Juliet is is an infant here. Yeah, because I think it goes at the end of episode three. Elizabeth tells him she's pregnant, <laughs> has the baby in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Then the uncle dies, and then the next episode, Demelza <laughs> has a child. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, but, anyways, uh, young Jim is, is due to get out. <laughs> but apparently not, according to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not expecting him out. We just know that he might be sick. I mean, he's sick. Well, we know he's a sickly man to begin with. Yep. And how, how exactly is it that, that they wind up going? I know, so, I know that they... You know, Ross is going to work, and then like one of his, or he's near his mind, and then one of his workers runs and tells him like, "Oh, it's worse than we thought with Young Jim or whatever." Like he mm-hmm. lets him know like things are not good with him, and because yeah, he gets word somehow that you know he, he's in there. He's not. There, there's been a spread actually of like you know s- disease in the prison. I think that's that's you know that news has made its way around, and then he learns that oh yeah, it got to Young Jim also. He ain't doing too hot, so he brings his his. Medical friend, uh, Dr. Dwight Ennis. Yep, Dwight Ennis. 
And then they see the guys in a. They see young Jim is in a real bad way down there in jail. Well, I mean, we should talk about how they get into the prison first. They show up yeah, and they they, they knock on the door and they're like, "Let us in!" And the guy's like, "No." They're like, "Come on, let us in!" And they're like, "No." And like, "Please." It's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> yeah, all they did was really just ask uh, their way in there. And then they look in the cell and it's like a dungeon more than a prison. I mean, I think that's that's fair to say how uh, those places were, uh, you know, kept back then. I don't mm-hmm. think they really sh- shared uh, too much compassion for those uh, imprisoned. Yeah, and they say, "Where's Jim? Where is he?" Mm-hmm. And they they see this uh, this shell of a man. <laughs> it's got to be him. Yeah, and they they're like, "Open the door," and the guy's like, "No." Like, please. Like, this guy needs urgent medical care. Can't you tell this guy's dying in front of us? And they're like, no, I'm not going to open the door. And they're like, all right, open the door. And they're like, all right, here you go. Yeah, but he does say, like, you know, he won't get away with this. Or, like, there will be some negative consequences for what you're going about to do here. Just think about this for a second. Or at least Dwight is in his ear telling him that. And Ross won't hear anything. Ross any of it. does he not care. Sees, yeah, he sees young Jim is sick and wants to help him. And, uh, and he's got the gangrene. <laughs> Yeah, lo and behold, uh, he's got the gangrene. Uh, after a quick analysis, Ennis says uh, he, he would need a, to saw off an appendage, but he wouldn't survive uh, doing that. Uh, so he is just dead to rights. Well, this is an interesting se- sequence because it does mm-hmm. kind of ring. You know, there's a moment where they get him in the room and they're like, cover your face. You can't breathe this in. And I was like, hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is some bad news. And then... Uh, Ross is like, so we're gonna have to amputate the infected arm. It's like, yeah, sure. And and Ross like pulls out a, a flask of whiskey. He's like, all right, bro. And I think they're gonna give it to Jim to make him pass out. And no, Ross mm-hmm. takes a swig. He's like, we're gonna need some liquid courage to perform a procedure on this. But man. they don't do it though, because he's already done. He's done for. It would, the the song it off would do nothing. Um, and we we see uh, what's his name? You know, speaking Ginny's name. He's saying, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. He's clearly delirious. And I think that's part of where we heard about young Jim earlier in this episode. Jenny was mentioning that he was uh, still in the jail. Mm-hmm. Might be sick. Uh, but yeah, Ross is upset about what's going down here. So he has to drink. And then he, of course, goes on the beach and has to burn his clothes, take his shirt off. Cause Great scene. That's how gangrene <laughs> sp- uh, spreads. I'm surprised he, he stopped there. Just take, keep taking all the pants fully off. Fully nude, yeah. yeah. I mean, you really want to be safe against that gangrene. What do you want to do? And then this, it flies. It's like they got him and they're like, we don't know if he's going to make it. And then it shows his his grave. Yeah, he's just buried by the sea. Uh, And and that's it for him. Yeah, and that sort of triggers Ross. Rest in peace, young Jim. Barely knew you. We literally barely knew him. We had one episode of establishing who he was, really. And then we're going to say he's going to come back in two years. Yeah. They really and, and don't then, leave anything on the table. No, and then we see Ginny later in the episode, and it's kind of like she's already moved on a little bit uh, from it. <laughs> she doesn't seem too particularly affected. No, I mean, you feel for her, but she's also been alone for two years. Uh, yeah, and she's very much a background character right now. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if Alexander Arnold, the man who plays Jim Carter, is in a lot, and it seems like he's working, but he's not in much. Yeah, I think a lot of actors from the show uh, 
Either they go on to do a lot or they go on to do nothing. <laughs> it like, was a Teague, that girl. She, she's only in this show very much and, and for a few episodes. And then look at her IMDb, not much else. So who well, knows? Sorry, Ruth. Maybe people just don't want to make the trip out to Wales. Who knows? We um, want to do some other low-hanging fruit. Uh, you want to stay on, on course with, with Dr. Dwight? <laughs> Or is there yeah. other low-hanging fruit you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could do an entire TV show on Dr. Dwight. There's enough drama going on around him. He's got a sick patient who's dying. And then, you know, this guy comes into town, and he's got women throwing themselves at him. Karen. Yeah, Karen's. Karen is... I need to see the manager. Yeah. Uh, ever since she saw him last week, she just can't keep her eyes off him. So are we led to believe she straight up fall, forces herself to fall off a ladder? She takes a ladder bump? To go see. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to figure out some way to, you know, injure yourself to, to get attention. So she does a swanton um, bomb off the roof, off she the ladder. Yeah, she does a backflip off the ladder that we don't see <laughs> and lands entirely on her back. It's so strange um, because you see a woman look over at the roof, and I thought this was mm-hmm. going to be like Karen's cohort who's trying to help her out. But the woman looks, and then it's like, oh, no, we got to get the doctor. So Karen bird must be, flies away. It cuts to a bird flying away. So she must be a great actress if, if she gets away with this total on-purpose accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why was she climbing that ladder to begin with? No one ever asked that question at all. And we've seen um, poor Mark is uh, trying here. Yeah, I mean, he sits down with her at the top of the episode, and... and you know, he's he's apologizing that he's he's not educated like Zaki, and he says you can do better for yourself. But I'm glad you picked me. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah, because he can't read, and she's like, everyone should be able to read. And he's like, what? <laughs> also, like, did you notice that the doctor's house is not much nicer than Mark and Karen's house? I'm sure it's disinfected, though. You just can't tell. Would Mark is it Mark's Mark's house is infected? Yeah. It's just, it's just grimy. Whereas this is gangrene like particles everywhere. Yep. Uh, but Karen is, uh, she keeps trying to go visit the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's not there the one time he goes to visit because he's going to tend to Jim Carter. Yeah. But, you know, he takes care of her. She, she, she loves it. And then we see later on the episode, she goes back there and she's like, hello, nurse. And, uh, she says, "I don't, you know." She only really felt better when he was helping her, and he's like, "Um, I can fix you up some stuff, but uh, like I go got work. To, I'm a doctor. Leave me be." Yeah, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna job. come work for you." This is not going to end well. I feel is is the doctor gonna fall for her feminine ways? I don't think so. I think this really is gonna prove out that Dwight is a is a really great guy. <laughs> I hope so, but it could go either way. We. Really don't know. I mean, and we see Mark later in this episode, too, I think, talking to Ross, like, you know, people may suspect that she's running around on them, but... Nope. Nope. Well, we'll see how that plays out yeah, we'll in the next see. episode. We'll see, I don't know. buddy. I, I wonder how much runway they have for this actual plot. Because <laughs> it really is only going one direction, right? I mean, it, it can go two ways. Either either Mark and Karen are... are there's something happens where there are three ways I guess. Well, no, only two. Mark and Karen are. Why she realizes he's a good dude, 
Stops the stuff with the doctor. She was already out there as soon as she like cashed in. She was just like, I'll wait a cash, second. Yeah, well, I guess she, she didn't even she, cash she in. She had buyer's remorse nothing immediately. There. <laughs> she drove out yeah. of the lot and she was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Value's already descending on this well, thing. Well, I, I have a... F- I hope that that Dr. Dwight is a better human than that, but hey, who knows? I mean, also, if Dwight is as handsome as we're being led to believe by these townspeople fawning over him, he's got his pick of people to go with. Don't go for the married woman. Yeah, the married actress. Go for go for Prudy. Who? Prudy. You mean Judd's Prudy? Yeah, they're not an item. Uh, he can do a little bit better for himself. She's well, she's Sorry. not married, so. That is that is true. Uh, we do uh, catch up with how Francis is doing this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what an introduction to Francis! <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, you want to take were, it away, Dave? I really wish they just had one scene with Francis this whole episode. It would have been so perfect. Just him doing yard work. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's in the field, mm-hmm. and and his wife is working with him, just sort of hacking down the grass. And is it like Ross rolls up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> and, and he's like, look, good to see you out here doing the work. Because, you know, Ross is a man who gets his hands dirty all the time. That's uh, that's yeah. his M.O. Ross is definitely, like, he doesn't see the problem with this man who lost his life doing yard work. Like, this is just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's your lot in life. But then and, uh, uh, it doesn't really end. It's very sort of awkward, short conversation. Yeah. And Ross leaves, and... They they basically say like George Warligan is not cool like he's not in on this whole like he thinks mm-hmm. it's kind of pathetic. Yep. And then I think Francis has the best line of the whole show so far. Damn these blisters! <laughs> he like throws down the scythe and just screams in defeat. Because he's got to do yard work. What a, what a poor man! Uh, you got to live with poor your life choices. She, you know, like you really feel bad for her in this moment. Yeah, she's stuck with this trash. I mean, she honestly would be doing better off being with Mark, you know? Yeah. That guy would actually show her some attention and care for her. Uh, so, shouldn't have yeah, jumped that gun. She shouldn't have thought he episode. was dead. Yeah, I, I mean, we do see him. Um, was it? So there's a, there's a ball in this episode, and we'll talk yeah, about more of that Yeah, the bulk of the later. episode takes place at the ball, which we'll get to shortly. But Francis is there. Uh-huh. And uh, they remark at one point, I think it's the, the Teague woman, I don't know her name now, but she says, oh, ever since he, he kind of lost his money, that Margaret woman doesn't uh, spend any time around him. <laughs> and we do like a rack focus, and we see that Liz is like right behind them as she says that. Yeah. And they say that uh, Demelza, or, or Ross is fooling around with Dem- on Demelza too. So we see that. They do say that? They, they make a line about Demelza and Ross being sort of, you know, not on great standings so this Ruth Tren- mm. Treneglos or however you say her new last name Ruth Teague to us Treneglo? T-R-E-N-E-G-L-O-S Treneglos Treneglos yeah sure just stick with Teague it's Ruth. clean Ruth yeah um, Ruth. she's <laughs> just like the town gossip and she, yeah. does, she does make a comment. I mean, we'll get to that later. She makes a comment to Demelza about Demelza's father's comment to her at the christening. Mm-hmm. So she's a, she's she's like a Statler and Waldorf. She's just there to snipe in the background. Yeah. See how long she she hangs around for. 
But Francis at this uh this party, he's just kind of like hovering around in the background and and he's like sleeping at one point. <laughs> yeah, he he just looks like a mess. He doesn't want to be there, but he understands he has to kind of uh keep up uh, appearances uh, more or less. Basically, and I mean, that's all he's doing. We should touch on the fact that uh, Verity has not stopped seeing Blamey. Mm-hmm. But Blamey... see potential... Keep going. Continue. Well, we see potential issues because Ross is like, I wonder how she got reintroduced to this fella. How could this have happened? And Demel's is like, oh, it might have been me. It was Garrick. It was Garrick the dog we haven't seen in a while. By the way, no Garrick the dog appearances and no child appearances. No, There's no baby at all in this episode. Where did I see Garrick? Must have been on some Instagram or something. Maybe when you're going for a walk somewhere or something. Yeah, maybe I saw, this, you saw a this, golden retriever. this dog who's... Garrick's not a golden retriever. Garrick's like, he pulled Garrick out of the mud. Yeah. He's, he's a muddy retriever. But, uh... Anyways, though, yeah, Verity has not stopped seeing this blamey guy. Mm-hmm. What, what were you going to say, Dave? There's The issue at hand is that Captain Blamey says that the ball is his, his opportunity to sort of make amends and introduce him, reintroduce himself to... Francis, which, mm-hmm. as we see in this ball, not a great time because Francis is lit a mess. up. Yeah, uh, as you do at a ball. Yeah, and uh, not great. So they go to. Right. Do we do we want to just sort of rewind and go to catch us up where everybody else? Because the ball is the bulk of this episode. Sure. I will say the dress they have on, on Verity in this episode, good lord, they're really trying to make her look like you know. She's 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 working with something there. They're just really they really got her tight fit in there. It's like, all right, okay. Well, they spend you know they spend enough time trying to belittle her for being single and over twenty five. That it's true. Give her something so, at least. That's that good on the creators of the show. Uh, Good, good for Verity. Also, Captain um, Blamey has a good head of hair. They really, I said it last week, they keep making him look better and better every week. Like, it looked like he had a facial last week. This week, it looks like he's got some, like, color in his hair a little bit. He, he just looks younger and younger. He's Benjamin buttoning it. What we see in this episode, is it is it George who's outright wearing the, the powdered wig? Like, Yeah, at the ball he is, yeah. So Blamey's got his own hair. Not that George doesn't have hair, but George has short hair. Blamey's mm-hmm. got a nice head, nice head of hair. As two two bald men are talking about this right now, I'm jealous of Captain Blake. You're not bald yet, man. You haven't shaved your head. You haven't. You can't call yourself bald until you shave your head. I'll dare I go you. number. I go number one. <laughs> you gotta shave your head before you can make those claims. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. It's a, it's a very elite club of bald men. Okay. <laughs> it's Patrick Stewart. It's Bruce Willis. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vin Diesel. Jason Statham. <laughs> the Rock. It's actually not that. Elite, George, but, you know. uh, Pip Torrance. No, 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 no. <laughs> Pip Torrance, he, he has hair in in the crown, so you really need to commit. Okay, Joey, Joey Pants. No, he has hair sometimes and things, too. You have to, look just all appearances just show up bald. Kojak, you know, you, you just got to go with it. When LeBron James shaved his head, it was a watershed moment, and then he grew his hair back, and it was disgusting. If you go bald, you have to you have to stay there. So Billy Corgan is, is an all-timer. Uh, he's in the he's in the, the dwell the, the he's he's in the, he's in the cellar. <laughs> he's a cellar dweller is what I was trying to say. All right, well, <laughs> um, back to the 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 topic at hand. Yeah, 
we're at this party and uh, we see that Ross doesn't even want to go because he's mm-hmm. he feels responsible for the death of Jim because he yeah. wasn't a little more diligent with getting Jim out. Yep. And we see he's pretty much just plastered from the second he buries him. And it would also be a bad idea for him to go there because there's more mine activity this episode where they've started purchasing their own metals uh, mm-hmm. at these auctions. Uh, How could we forget that? The, the Carnmore right. Copper Company. Yep, the Carnmore uh, Copper Company, and, and no one has ever heard of it. So someone they, they all think something's going on. There's some mischief going on here. Who is this company? What are they doing with it? Uh, and, I mean, things are going according to plan so far because mm-hmm. now it makes sense what they're doing. So instead of letting the Warlogans and other people buy their metals for cheap, they're buying their own stuff for cheap, and then they're going to do something with it, which they're, they're, it cuts out George out of the whole picture because he only gets maybe a fraction of, of what they sell this metal for, mm-hmm. but they're going to make a lot of money off of what they make it out of. Yeah, so basically if, if they if they smelt and, and, and refine their copper, it gives them more of an avenue to profit off of selling the raw material or the material like refined copper versus mm-hmm. raw copper so yeah it makes a lot of sense how george would not get a big cut of this and you know a big he, cut, he wants cut. In, of he's course. not in he's not in the carmore yeah. copper company this is all the other mine owners right he, maybe what they sell that metal just a small amount but nothing else well he has and, a stake in wheel leisure but that's it right so he doesn't have any yep. stake in carmore copper the smelting no uh and they know that What's his name is working with Tricida, uh, one of the other uh, metal places or, or smelters, mm-hmm. uh, to, to make this happen. And George and Pip Torrance, who's his uncle, <laughs> I think he's his father. I think heart. Pip Torrance is George's is father. Ca- Carrie. Okay. Carrie. Uh, C- Carrie Warligan. Uh, they're plotting how to get into this business. But they they and definitely the know that, that Ross is is on the ground floor of Carmore Copper. Yeah. They know he's involved. They just don't know who he's working with. And, you know, we can even jump ahead to the cliffhanger, which is that they know Tristita is a vulnerable person that they can hopefully maybe get an end to his stakes of the of the organization. But mm-hmm. that's all going on in the background. And, and it's really important for Ross to kind of keep it all 100, you know, while they're launching this business. Yeah. So we have Ross is kind of worried about that, not to mention he is uh, mourning the loss of his his dear servant you know, handyman Jim Carter. And he knows yeah. that the it's people... So, it feels so weird to keep saying Jim Carter when we know the actor Jim Carter and just keep thinking of him. Hey, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So yep. we know that some of the people at this party are both the, the magistrates and the judges and the people that kind of assisted in putting him behind bars. And Ross is very self-righteous and not very subtle. So there's a lot of fear that he might flip off the, the raid, mm-hmm. you know, the handle and, and lose it. On these people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he doesn't want to go, but Demel's is so fired up to go that mm-hmm. he says, you know, at the very least, I got to go for Demelza and be there for her. Yeah. And, and he has a new dress for her to make her look nice and stuff, which reminds me of a scene we didn't mention where Francis is being told he needs to go to the, the, the ball and, you know, uh, he's like, Demelza will just wear that, that same dress and then she just ha- is so happy to to be there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, he's like so just negative about it. And Elizabeth's like, "So what? <laughs> you know, like yeah." Elizabeth is like, "Verity's go. gonna work on one of my dresses." Yeah, 
Well, well I'll look good. Who cares? I'm, he's just not having it. You're falling on hard times. <laughs> Definitely hard times. Uh, but they do make it to the ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to make it to the ball. Everyone's all the men are drunk, but all the the women this are, one that are I think the disappointed. The Warlords host too. Yeah. Uh, yep. But unlike the other ball that we saw last, or the party we saw last episode, where it's a bunch of men in a room gambling, this is a mm-hmm. bunch of men in a room gambling, but also women dancing. Right. It's primarily people dancing. There's a side room of gambling going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's Ross in the side room before that even? Uh, happens before he even get, goes there. He's just drinking up a storm. To which Demel's is like, "Can you control yourself, man? Can can you stop for a second? He's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't need to." Demelza, Demelza, who's a voice of reason. We we didn't even mention how earlier this episode she approached Karen and told her to kind. Of, oh, that's when we see the child. She's carrying the child to go to, to talk to Karen to say like, "Stay in line." You know, you you got a good man of Mark. Yeah, she's like, you know, rumors spread fast in this town, lady. Yeah. So she, she's a really good voice of reason, and she's trying to tell Ross what to do here, and he's just like, I'm going to keep drinking, man. I like to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is just knocking him back. Yeah, and we see Samson is there, our pal from last week. The yeah, corn the farmer. guy who, uh, yeah, gambled up a storm, then marched down the street firing gun off who won on all the riders. Who won Francis's mind off of him. Yeah. And we see he's, he's running the table again. He's already cleaned out Francis again. Now, is he the guy who keeps questioning who's part of this organization? Because I couldn't tell if it was the same him or someone else. Because early in this episode, there's that one guy who keeps saying, like, who's running this this Carnmore thing, you know? I feel like he could be one of them. I'm not sure, though, because I feel like there's a we're still getting used to these sort of side characters. I don't want to say one thing or the other. Yeah, similar issues as with Bridgerton here, where some of these white people just look the same. Hmm. Like, and especially you put them in in one of these, like, these wigs, whatever. I can't tell them apart. They're just old and white. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not offending me. Yeah. But but we see that uh, they they convince Ross, who doesn't even want to go in the first place. Yeah. They convince him to go gamble, and he's already three sheets to the wind, so he just starts Right, he doesn't gamb- want to be at this ball in the first place. He doesn't want to gamble, and yet he somehow ends up in both those situations. Yeah, so I guess we can sort of start tying everything together. So we see all the men are sort of being very nice to Demelza. Mm-hmm. And asking oh, yeah, her to dance, infatuated with her. and she's just sort of done with it, you know. Like she doesn't want anything to do with. She said, "Where's my man? He's got to save me." I'm, from a, this. I'm a mother, <laughs> okay. Excuse me, people. I, I am spoken for. And we see the only woman in this gambling room is Margaret, of course. And she's she's leaning in on Francis, saying, "Like, look, man, you got to calm down. You got to stop. This is, you know." Yeah. And and Elizabeth, Elizabeth walks in. Mm-hmm. She walks uh, in. And everyone looks kind of disheveled. When, when we get to the scene, Ross's hair is kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell the toll of the night has uh, been taken on him. They're, they're all a little bit <laughs> exhausted. You know, Elizabeth is like, you guys got to stop. And, and Margaret's like, all right, I'm going to back off. Demelza says that, right? Uh, well, no, first Elizabeth it's goes in. Oh, Elizabeth goes in there, right. But then it gets to the point where Demelza's fed up, and she says... Because uh, Francis is playing a couple rounds, too, at first. Oh, yeah, he's cleaned out already. He's... <laughs> For, for a guinea or two. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Ross in his drunken state coerces a judge who, you know, the one who sentenced young Jim to prison to come play at a, <laughs> a table with him. Oh, yeah. And they, he starts going off on him. He basically does everything he said he didn't want to do. Right. It's like, you know, because of people's, you know, judgment like you is why, you know, Jim is, is dead. And the judge is like, you know, we can put you away for what you did. And Ross is like, then do it. <laughs> Let's play, man. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. That's the one thing is 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 
Ross is a man of, of consistency, which I'm a big fan of. Sure. Even, t- he goes a little hot. T- consistency to a fault, for sure. Yeah. but He's, he's got to holster those pistols sometimes. You can only let so much smoke out of those guns, man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, I agree, but... Ross. One day there's gonna be just blanks in your in your in in the chamber, man. Well, they're almost in this both episode. Ends. Yeah, it's amazing that Ross makes it out of this episode alive. He's he's a mess. So we see, um, so before before this happens, there's the moment where Francis takes a takes a walk, mm-hmm. and who does he see but Captain Blamey? Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, he retires like, from the table. Hey, dude. <laughs> I we got and Blamey's with Verity and he's like Blamey uh-huh. we, we or we got to talk, and this is one of the coolest moments in the show. Yeah, Francis is like uh uh-uh, uh and goes to swing, and Blamey just yep. catches it. Yeah, he, he totally reverses the move. He catches it and then punches him in the face, and he's like, "Still got the wound from where you shot me, bro." And then shoots him in the stomach, right, <laughs> and kills yep. Francis right there. Yep, just bum bum yeah. bum bum empties the clip. <laughs> that's it uh, but no he really puts Francis in place and it really I think more than anything speaks volumes of where Francis is at now a few years ago he could handle this blamey guy now he's just getting his butt served to him yeah and, by this uh, older dude blamey walks think it's just away blamey's just getting younger and younger next and episode he's gonna take his shirt too. off he's gonna be shredded oh he's, he's gonna be like uh, he's gonna be like Tom Branson this is, he's gonna be our the Alan Leach of this show I think he might be uh, a big fan of him so far and we see that uh, Francis sort of just goes off on on Verity. He's like, "If you ever see him again, you're dead." Yeah, he, he goes for a me? walk. <laughs> yeah, I think I found the note, Dave, that you said that uh, Ruth was saying that maybe Ross is cheating on her. I think she just says, you know, he may be regretting marriage to a hussy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? what a, that's that's not the nicest word to say about. No, well, I mean, uh, she's a. She doesn't like the Demelza's family after what happened at the Christmas, and because she is a sour, because she thought she was lined up to marry Ross. Nah, not gonna no. happen. But back to the game, whatever game it is they're playing, I don't even know what game this is. I dude, is it like Go Fish? I couldn't figure out what this is. It was like it seemed like some glorified version of War, where it's you a, get like it, five hand. It's, it's like I thought it was like a five hand five card draw at first, because he's like I'll take two, but then he keeps asking yeah. for more, so it's not like poker. We gotta find it out. Maybe we no. should play it. Maybe that should be a Patreon bonus. Let's play this game. Because it also seemed like a thing where like the lower cards seem to win sometimes or something like that instead of the well, high card. Whatever it is, Sanson is cleaning out Ross, and yeah. Ross bets his dad's watch, mm-hmm. and then he bets he, the jewelry that he gives Demelza earlier in the episode. Yeah, and we see he's about to bet the mine, and yeah. Demelza's like, "Oh God." And straight out of Solo, Star yeah, Wars story. You can't walk back from this. This is bad news. This reminds me of that movie uh, with Will Smith, Focus. There's a scene just like this. It's like the, they it, came out. It's like Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, where he gambles from many a movie. This is this is this is some hot. You get someone in the room where they're betting money they shouldn't be. It's bad news, and, yeah. but it's guaranteed to get the audience like hooked. Because at this point, I'm thinking like. Oh snap! This, Ross this, could lose everything. This, the show literally killed a character that we've been waiting three episodes to get back into the show. They can, yeah, they'll pull the trigger. And I was thinking, like, well, maybe with the necklace is where where he gets, you know, he gets back, he gets good, and gets even with this guy. But no, he loses that. So yeah, you're really worried about him losing, uh, you know, his whole property. So then they go to do this big bet for the mine, and Ross uh-huh. just like straight up takes a page out of Blamey's book. Catches his arm, flips it over. Anson's cheating the whole time. This, this really raises the guy a lot of questions to me. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, Ross also pulls him out of the table and starts like threatening him. 
Yeah, he doesn't give him time to exp- uh, like explain himself. He's already like assaulting this guy pretty much. I would. I mean, the guy just he cleaned out his. But cousin. Ross does the, the the classic thing where he stands up, adjusts his jacket, you know, and then he puts his arms around him, which is the gentleman thing to do. You got to make sure you're coming correct when you're coming to attack someone. Ross is is like a 92 on the the WWE 2K stat list. This dude is. Oh yeah, when you're selecting the perfect. roster of people to fight with, he is one of the higher end uh, fighters you want to select. Oh, he's a, he's a main eventer. He's a heavy. I mean, Anson, I thought Sanson was a heavy too but i guess ross ross gets him and hits the finisher button early yeah but we see sanson uh, is, is you know there's no proven anything mm-hmm. but this is a moment where the implications are heavy because if sanson has been cheating this whole time they can't call him out on it so is ross just screwed yeah. out of his grandfather's watch demelza's n- necklace I, I think he gets that back. I, I, th- I would but like to think. we see at the end of the episode is like the next day and they're all leaving. Mm-hmm. And we see that Demelza doesn't have the necklace on. I thought she was carrying it, though. I thought she was carrying it, too, but I think she's carrying something else. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. Either way, Francis isn't Francis getting the mind back. <laughs> yeah, he's still broke. That's his own fault. Yeah, and we see... Um, we see, so Samson is also George's cousin, just to make this clear. We, right, and we like, I like that Ross, you know, says to George, like, look, I'll play cards if I have to, but you got to be more aware of who you're inviting to these games. And obviously, George invited this guy knowing he's a ringer, more than likely cheats because he knew he'd clean out, you know, other people and, you know, he'd be, you know, hands clean of the whole ordeal. Yeah, and then we see the, a scene with uh, our favorite Dementor, Aunt Agatha. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting every time she shows up, I just want to forget that she's here. Where she, uh, she's doing the tarot cards or something. She said there's a black omen coming. Yeah. And you see I, Francis I, just looks at her and goes, it's coming. It's not here yet? I yeah, lost the mind. Like just My wife hates me. After setback. <laughs> I'm out here mowing the lawn. What could it be? What could but, it be? Yeah, as you said, though, Dave, Sanson is a cousin of, of George, and so he's not going to let that lie. And, of course, they're going to be coming after that that smelting factory that they've started up. They, he wants in. He wants to figure this out or, or shut it down if he mm-hmm. has to. Some way to exert pressure. And we also see, Ross also has a short scene where he's like, this is the first time I've been sober in five days. Yeah. So this man's been they, on they a bender. That. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, he's just dealing with the loss of a friend, as you do. Yeah. Well, this is, it's sort of the, the self-righteousness of Ross, the sort of weight of the character of Ross Poldark here. Mm-hmm. So, the only way to deal is through drinking your, your feelings away. And, you know, Ross, we're here with you, brother. Now, Dave, I said this episode slowed down a little bit, but you you said it didn't feel that way? No, did he kill Jim? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but he was already on the way out when we caught up with him, so, you know. Yeah, but the whole, I think the whole story with Jim is, like, he goes into prison as this sort of underdog that probably won't make it and has a wife and a kid mm-hmm. on the outside waiting for him. You think he's gonna see the wife and kid on the outside? No, I never thought that. You thought I he thought was gonna was die? Like a death sentence. Yeah, I thought it was like a death sentence when they put him in there. That was the drama of it. I didn't expect him to. But get they back also out. didn't spend any time with it. Developing him. Well, in between him going into jail and him dying in jail, we didn't get right. any sort of development. Exactly. Like, hey, what's the story with Jim? Jenny is he? What's the clock say? We see in the beginning of this episode, Jenny is drawing tally marks on a wall. Yeah. So she's sort of. It, Counting down. If he the was days. a heavier character or meant to be set up for more, they would have cut back to him maybe in the past couple episodes to see how he's doing. But I guess, you know, this is just the sort of season one syndrome of lining these guys up to knock them down to establish the, the heavy hitters for sure. 
You also, I think, Dave, need to watch more soap operas, man, because this is just a common practice here. <laughs> People are just, you know, going expendable? to get knocked out. Yeah, exactly. They're very much expendable. Well, uh, was this a good episode? Yeah, this is entertaining. Oh, this is great. This is, this is a banger. Drunk Ross is great. As the aunt says, the men are a problem for this family, but for us, that's good TV. Hey, I don't disagree. So let's get to these yeah. power rankings. Yeah. Who's going down for you, Dave? At number three going down, I got Francis. Okay. Because, you Some know, he hasn't, he hasn't lost much, but the blisters, mm-hmm. and he sort of makes the claim about, the, you know, this this ball is going to be lame, and Demel's is going to look like a like a loser in the same Fiona dress from Shrek. And he's wrong about everything. And that punch comes flying his way. Yeah. He th- well, he thinks he can save sure him. Take he's, it. he's just bad. He's just in a bad spot. Yep. Well, number three, I got young Jim Carter. The guy's dead. Okay. Barely got to know him. It's a tough time for him. All right. Well, at number two. Mine's already well been dead. I got number two is uh, Sansa. Okay. Because last week he's sort of a bit a heavy. He comes in saying, don't take my corn. And he cleans out mm-hmm. Francis for the mine. This episode he finds out he might be cheating. There is cheating. Yeah. And he was probably cheating before. So, Sansa, yeah. bad luck, man. And you're connected to the Warligans. Not a good look at all. Nope. Well, number two, I got Mark. This guy's getting played for Uh-oh. a fool by his wife. <laughs> we'll see where <laughs> and, that goes. Uh, yeah, it's not going well for him. I, I, I he's going to be pretty, pretty lonely soon. I think. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, with the way this show moves, we'll fast forward two years, and they'll still have been together by next episode. But you know. Oh, for sure. For, I mean, they're not going to be yeah. divorced. At some point, they may, maybe. I don't know. Well, and number one going down, he's dead. It's Jim. Sure. Left a wife and a kid. Yeah. Had the gangrene. Got this, you know, had her, had his Shmi Skywalker moment with his two hero characters and then turns into dust. I mean, the thing is, he's not six feet under because they bury him on a cliff. So he's not that far d- down deep. Yeah, six feet ain't that far down anyway. No. <laughs> uh, and also, they, they put up those... Uh, you know, it's a pretty nice uh, spot that they set him up with there with like the cross. It's facing the water. I'm sure we're going to see it in the view of every single episode from here on out when they're walking by the cliff. Oh, there's Jim where he's buried. Maybe for two more episodes we'll see it. and Maybe at the end of this season maybe. because of the way. Ginny will go visit and they'll they'll say it was there the whole time. Well, Ginny's uh, going to die next season. episode too. Oh, okay. I, I, I and wasn't then the, aware. The, okay. the child will have grown up and that will also. It'll be like Red Dead right, Redemption. Full grown adult. <laughs> for sure. Well, number one going down, I got Richard Sanson. This guy is exposed. He is trashed through and through. He loses this card game, not only to Ross, but to everyone. He shows who he really is. Trash. So, he really does take a big L here. Oh, absolutely. I just think he doesn't have to give up all the stuff that he's won. So, I mean, maybe that's coming. Yeah. uh, Going up, who do you got at number three? I got Blamey. I got Blamey at number three, too. Yeah, he he, you know he wins. Uh, he take he avenges his his loss from earlier to Francis. He gets back his win. Now, and, do you uh, think? I don't know if he's going to wind up with Verity next week, but he definitely leaves with his head held high. Absolutely, this guy is on the right track, and he looks great. Amazing, amazing looking dude. Uh, number two, I got Demelza. Dem- okay. 
she she's a good voice of reason. She's telling Karen to watch out. She's attracting all the men, and she's telling Ross, get your act together, bro. Come on. Good mm-hmm. for her. She's really asserting herself. Well, number two, I got I got Ross. Well, I got Ross at number one. I don't think I, how can anyone have a better week than Ross? Who's your number one? My number one is Carmore Copper because they're about to change the game. Oh. That's just, come on. That's not even a person. It's a collective of people. It's a group of people. Okay. That's the extension of Ross, though. Because I would say Ross is number one this week because he starts this whole Carnmore Copper thing. Okay. And then also he gets drunk, shows up Sanson, and just breaks a man out of jail. <laughs> the, the guy is just doing what he wants. It's his world, and everyone else is just playing in it. Yeah, I feel like he's going to have a... Cr- I say I say his consistency of character is very important, and I feel like we're going to hit a point where he's he has to question this road he's walked pretty straight down. But this yeah. episode, everything he does, even if he's hammered, it's appropriate and it's on brand. So I feel like Ross Ross is great in this episode. Yeah, no regrets yet. But again, Carmore Copper, we haven't even seen what they smelted. We we haven't even seen what they've made for people. It could be like just like really bad spoons and forks and stuff like that that people don't even end up using. We don't even know if they're even any good at it. I think. Well, I mean, they're sca- They're they're changing the game, so hopefully it's for the okay. better. We'll see. We'll see. But that was Poldark season one, episode six. We have two episodes left in the season, Dave. Yeah, I thought there was. I thought there were ten. So no. Uh, I think that's next year. Yeah. Next season, maybe rather. maybe Judd yeah. will be a little less red faced next season. Yeah, season one is eight, and season two is ten episodes, so we're we are in the clear on that one. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, feeling good about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I, keeps on yeah. rolling. I wonder what's going to happen next. I, I mean, I've said it before. I feel like these hour-long episodes are a lot to take in. So I just feel like it's just like we're eating a whole cake every week, just for, force-feeding ourselves with pool arc. It's very much enjoyable, but, man, it is, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's but not It's not. not enjoy- I mean, I think it's like 52 to 54 is a little better than like a, a episode of The Wire. But this is 57. These are like full, like, 57, 59-minute episodes. Yeah. Once you're getting past that 55-minute mark, it's, it, it it becomes a test of a couple more minutes to keep going. But Poldark does fly, in fairness. The, I think it, I'm very it's rarely bored. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is, I think, of the shows we watch since down, I think this is actually probably the best we've watched since then. Yeah, and I know our, our, our fans in the Lord of the Grand Lounge are going to pat themselves on the back for telling us to do this for years, and we're just getting here now, but... Yeah. Okay. Can't now, blame Dave, us. I, I, I just said we we we've been consuming a lot with this pole dark on a weekly basis. But what else have you been making room for to watch? Well, we'll say it now because we're about to record after we're done with this for the upstairs uh-huh. tier of our Patreon. We're rounding out our action summer with this film, Mercenaries. Yeah. Which I I, I think I had not we, heard of this. Let's movie. not say anything about. It. Let's not say anything about it. No. People it, will hear everything we got to say about it. On that bonus episode. We'll just say that the the second build actor in the film is Rob, Rob James, James Collier. Collier. Rob, uh, he's in it a lot. That's, uh, for those who don't know the name, that's Tom Barrow from Downton Abbey. So, action yeah. movie starring him as a titular mercenary. So, I've watched that. Yeah, and I would say to our listeners, don't watch it. Just listen to our podcast talking about it. Well, we're not going to talk about any more aside from if you want to hear us talk <laughs> yeah. about the film. But don't watch it. Just listen to us talk about it. I emphasize that. $5. <laughs> I 
and you get the whole backlog of other episodes that we've done for our Patreon. Yes. We talk about Pride yes. and Prejudice and uh, Downton Abbey actors appearing in other uh, forms of media. Yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, it's been a pretty slow-ish week. Kept watching. Mm-hmm. I watched a, after after I watched Mercenaries. I wanted to to watch something light, and I watched. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying. I'm behind on the circle, but I'm getting there. Okay. What about you, Corey? And what are Sopranos? you watching? Where, where are you at in the Sopranos? Are you almost finished season for five? The, so I have just one season. Close to being ready for the new movie. The movie comes out this weekend, so I'm not going to be. I'm not going to okay. be there, and I've I've come to terms with that. So. Okay. You tried. You put in a good effort. Yeah, but and I also didn't stuff it. Like remember when like the last season of Game of Thrones came out, there was a lot of people with the FOMO trying to catch yeah. it all. I didn't stuff the Sopranos. You know, I didn't. Ep- I think no. the most I ever did yeah, in enjoy day was was two. So yeah, it's a good show. It's the best show. Okay. What about you, Corey? Right. What are you watching? I I watched uh, that White Lotus show on HBO that people were talking uh, all about in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is an off kilter, wild show that I'm not entirely sure I loved. I understand what it was going for. I respect what it was going for. I understand why people liked it. I just, the characters on it were so obnoxious. It was hard for me to like really just like fully get down with it. Okay. <laughs> it's just a lot of just rich folk and their relationship with workers uh, at this resort and just how, you know, toxic rich people can be in a lot of ways. And, you know, the stratif- stratification of wealth and what it does, you know, it's, <sighs> not not light stuff, and it, it it's it's funny, but it's weird. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it is definitely its own thing. It's definitely its own thing, and if you want to try something new, completely fresh, it's definitely feels that way. And there's one one thing that we watched together. Oh, not a TV we show. Did. We went to a concert over the weekend, Dave. We did. We went to see Flo Rida and the, the Ying Yang Twins. Yeah, you you a noted Flo Rida fan. I think, I think my house was the the open to the the show a couple of weeks ago, so Flo has definitely been on the mind as of late. Absolutely. And you're a noted uh, Yin Yang Twins fan. I my voice went hoarse from how much I was shouting during it. <laughs> when they say say I I I I I I said I I I I I at the top of my lungs. And you say ha ha a lot of that, a lot of that. Loved it. It was great, and, and it was all outdoors. We were able to kind of keep a little bit of our own autonomy, some space, and, and drink a few, a few beers, and that was a good time, man. Yeah, I haven't Flo- been to a concert in nearly two years, two years, and if you know me, you know I love going to concerts. I love going to concerts. So what so. an entryway back with Florida. Yeah. I mean, Yin Yang Twins, you know, was it Kane up there saying, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. They also performed Black Betty. <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, Black Betty. they're something special. Yeah, something else. And Florida kept performing even after we left, even after they turned the lights on too. He didn't stop. I think it must have been his <laughs> first time playing. out or something. He was he was Maybe. on cloud nine. It was his birthday Great month, group. as he said. Yeah, highly recommend that. Uh, stay tuned for the Patreon when we talk about that. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, you know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram. We got the Podbean website. You can leave us a five star rating review if you so choose. Yep. We got still got merch on T merch. We should add some stuff on there for Pole Dark and uh, other shows. Oh, we gotta watching. we gotta get on that. It's been we need we to re up it. We have any graphic designers who are or artists who are fans of the podcast? Hit us up. We'd love to work on some designs with you you folks. Sure. Uh, but otherwise, until then, we'll be back here. We we still got more Pole Dark to do, Thanks. and yeah, we'll talk soon. See you next week. Yeah.